0: My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. You're coming to on Thursday night in Alabama. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and has become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice.
1: That shit is bananas!
0: Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, of dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga a real quick hit cow, White House. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you didn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black D. College. This is bullshit, man. Motherfucker! Fuck you Fuck you And fuck you next? And now ladies and gentlemen For the introduction Hosted by J.Cat Morris You are now listening to Yakuza, Yakuza Kick Radio Boy just be yourself If people don't like it you being yourself Fuck them Let me tell you something I used to go with a girl when I was about your age. I tried to please her peppy all the time. Without my weight to please her peppy. I come in one day, I said, nice weather would we happen. I said, you can't say that. You can't say that, it might rain. I said, nice tie you got off. I said, you can't say that. My wife tried to choke me with it. point I'm trying to tell you, son, is be yourself. People don't like how you be yourself. Fuck them. Fuck them up against the wall. Wear handcuffs on, the crazy all this. That's all you do.
2: Thanksgiving. So here we are, Yakuza Kick Radio Thanksgiving. Um all right, well, I guess we'll just start with my feelings on Thanksgiving. Um I've never had any value for this holiday for multiple reasons. Um now, I'll uh, I'll definitely, you know, get into the the bright side of it and the reason why obviously I'm not against Thanksgiving or against it happening or anything like that. But why initially uh, here, here's what, as far as I'm concerned, look, there are going to be way more people that talk shit about how offensive the, um, coincidentally, they're playing today. The, uh, the Washington Redskins logo will be talked about as more offensive than this holiday, which, to me, is, is just fucking bananas. Um, you know, the same thing with, you know, the, uh, The Redskins logo is so, so offensive, so terrible. But then we celebrate Thanksgiving, which, you know, Thanksgiving, Columbus Day.
0: All this stuff was based off of the killing
2: and fucking taking over of somebody else's land. It's it's really fucking bad. It's not something we should be celebrating. Now, obviously, you know, that's not like reenacts that day you know the 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 stuff that was going on you know um that's that's not what the holiday has become um so you know in that aspect for the most part i have um i kind of fall into the category of like a chick without a a dude valentine's day i i really don't have like a, a family for the most part um i you know i have the family that i that i live with you know um you know my kids, my girl, my my mother. You know that I have pretty much where it begins and ends. Um, so you know the the side of things where everybody gets together and has a great time, and big giant families gather and you know talk and eat together and all of that stuff. I, that's great. You know what I mean? That that is that is great. It's just not something that I've um really experienced. You know, I I've been to you know, a handful of, um, Thanksgivings at other people's houses and kind of just joined their family over the years as, you know, when I was younger, but, um, you know, never really had the, the, the big family gathering where, uh, you know, there was all that togetherness and, um, you know, where it was a big celebration. So, I mean, that, that's my own, I guess, uh, you know, coldness or, whatever you want to label it as bitterness, whatever towards, um, you know, the thing. And again, for everybody that gets to experience that, I don't begrudge that at all. Enjoy. I mean, that, that's, that's a great thing to have. Um, but obviously it's not a, you know, I look forward to, you know, the way that others might, um, the other side of things too, where like, you know people being thankful for things and it, it, that's great too it, it brings around a positivity and shines positive light on on things that you know people might not do as much recognition of the rest of the year which is a shame you know that's i think the overall feeling is is there's so much negativity into the rest of the year that this day you're supposed to, you know, reflect on the things that you actually are thankful for and you do, you know, enjoy in your own life, which, you know, I mean, you should probably reflect on a little bit more, but I mean, if it's one day that brings out that positivity, then um, I just, I do still like, I still kind of go back to that. It's really awkward. It's like, if we, you know, just celebrated the Holocaust by, uh, you know, all getting together as a family, eating a big giant meal and talking about how awesome things were. And we just did that, you know, right around when the Holocaust happened. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like it's it's kind of a – it might be a harsh comparison, but I think it's a pretty similar comparison. I haven't seen too many um, fantastic Native American – Thanksgiving celebrations, Uh, I don't see it as something that they would celebrate, Um, like I said, people are so fucking worried about dumb shit like the Washington Redskins logo and, um, you know, and and what words people say and this and that, and, you know, like like I've said in the past, like, I use the word faggot a lot, I use the word, uh, you know, um, I say retard, I say, you know, I say a lot of words that people don't like. But until I fucking run into somebody's house calling them a faggot and taking their land, uh, you know, or or, or robbing them, eh, I don't think I'm a big problem. You know, you might not like the words, but it's words. It's not um, it's not actions. You know, reinforced by that and you know any kind of deep seated hatred or anything along those lines. It's just uh, to me, it's just words. And I think that, like those those deep seated hatreds and those um those things are are things we should be focusing a lot more on in this country rather than uh just being offended by a word or a sentence or you know that type of thing. It, it it's kind of crazy. I mean there's there's people who have real real hate in them and, and are out to hurt people and those people should be addressed first and foremost, I think. So anyway, um you know, football going on today. Uh the Lions just won the game. Which is good I picked them. Um And then uh, you got the Cowboys and the Redskins. Like I said, uh, (laughs) I wonder, I just really wonder how many people are actually going to complain about the logo on the same day that they're celebrating Thanksgiving. Uh, It's just the fucking irony is fucking crazy to me. Um, So, yeah. But, like, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there celebrating and enjoying it and all of that stuff, you know. Look, and, and the food is great and all that, and that's definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be great and everything. But, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not thankful for things. I absolutely am. I adore my family. Um, but it's, like I said, it's it's the same family that I'm going to be with today, tomorrow, I was with yesterday, and stuff like that. Just doesn't make, you know, one day any different from the next as far as that. It's just a different dinner to me. And like I said, I recognize it as what it is to other people, and that's that's perfectly fine, but um, it's just not what it has been to me. So, um, you know, not a sob story or anything that uh, I'm trying to, you know, garner sympathy from or anything like that, but it just is what it is with me. Uh, you know, I worked my half day at work today, hooked my boys up at their wet food feast and all that. I, they always love that. Um, you know, and it's the it's, uh, same old I got back to the gym this week, which I was really, really happy about because um, I hadn't really talked about it, but um, two weeks ago, two weeks and change ago, I hurt my back pretty bad in the gym um, doing uh, Romanian deadlifts, and I I pulled the fuck out of it, and I I just felt it like real bad, and I was like, fuck, and just more or less put the weights back or whatever, and you know, after I did that. And, uh, that, that was it, man, a couple shots, you know, trips to the chiropractor and everything. My my back was completely crooked. Um, just really fucked up. So even like when I went to the, uh, and I did the Jersey all pro show, I was fucked up still. Um, it was better than it had been, but it was earlier that week that I had heard it like bad. And, um, you know, I, I spent half the show, like kind of leaning on the ring and shit like this. Definitely not as limber as I'm used to being. And, uh, you know, but definitely, uh, yeah, I just didn't want to, you know, put it out there or anything like that. Um, but, um, you know, it it is what it is. Uh, You know, I've, I've had, uh, reoccurring issues with the lower back and stuff. And sometimes I just fuck it up, you know, when when I get it back to full strength, I could do, you know, all sorts of whatever I want, you know, but, uh, when I throw it out, man, it's, uh, it's, it's fucked up. So, um, yeah, it, it just sucks because I am so athletic and I do like to do so much stuff. It, it really just man, it it brings yourself down to like such a, a a lower level of performance just for simple day-to-day everyday stuff. You don't realize how much like it all really impacts you. So, it was just, you know, it's it's a muscle spasm, but um that shit, man. That shit affects you some something serious, so, um, yeah, but I got back in the gym this week, uh, definitely not back where I want to be, but the fact that I'm able to get back in there, and I'm I'm feeling, uh, way, way better than I was, uh, I feel great about that. Now, I got, um, a bunch of core work in yesterday, the day before, I got, um, I, I really fucking hit chest hard and stuff, so I was able to do that, but I could definitely feel some weakness where I'm not going to push myself too hard, on I'm like, you know, working back and stuff like that. And, um, you know, just trying to strengthen things. So that way it's, uh, it's a lot easier to get back in full swing of things, you know, just leaning back in, but, you know, leaning kind of, kind of heavy, just so I could, uh, really get back to normal as quick as possible. Just staying away from like the heavier weights and really not trying to push that, doing a little bit more, you know, reps and, and different exercises and stuff like that to try to you know pile on the, uh, you know, the regiment rather than, you know, hitting the the real heavier weights. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, what the fuck? Uh, let me see. Oh, uh, Goldberg. Let's just go with this. Goldberg and, and Brock. This was, um, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge WWE watcher. Um, I don't watch a whole ton of anything anymore, but, um, I always watch the pay per views. I have the network and everything. So I just generally tone in turn into the pay per views. Tune into the pay per views. Try that one more time. Um, and this was, I was actually looking forward to this. They had that WrestleMania match, whatever number WrestleMania that was, which was just completely terrible. It was like the example on, of a match, you know, disappointing was the Brock Goldberg match, which Sto- um, Stone Cold as the special guest referee was just like, so lackluster. Both guys were like leaving the company and it was just like the worst possible send off. It was two guys completely phoning it in. And, um, you know, it could have been really an epic showdown. We haven't gotten a chance for that rematch to happen in all these years. I mean, it was probably fucking 10 years ago or something. Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't check any facts on this, but, um, so I, uh, was really actually looking forward to this. And I, I thought, man, Brock is going to tear fucking Goldberg up. I mean, Goldberg's a strong, about 10 years older than Brock, but Brock, man, Brock's a fucking killer. And, uh, you know, once the shit starts getting stiff in the match, he's he's going to leave a fucking mark on you. That's, you know, that, that's the other thing is uh, I've always liked Brock Lesnar. Um, yeah, I've heard all the different negative things about him and this and that. And, but he is – one of the very few believable monsters left in wrestling. He's a guy who you know can legitimately just destroy the majority of the people you put him in front of. If it was a shoot situation, you know, it's hard to sell that to an adult. You know, when you're a kid, you just believe the ultimate warrior is the baddest motherfucker on the planet because look at him. He's shaking the ropes and his arms are tied off and his veins are coming out. You know I mean? it, it It's pretty easy to sell that. Um, the suspension of disbelief once you get older is a little bit tougher because, well, shit, I mean, you know, you know the reality of things. Well, this guy, you know, UFC fighter, all of that stuff, and just clobbering people. Yeah, you know, he, he beat the fucking odds on that UFC shit. I mean, they they expected him to be a complete embarrassment going to be a wrestler to UFC. It's an attraction, but it goes away pretty quick. It's like the CM Punk thing. That that went away pretty quick. And I'm a you know, I'm a CM Punk fan, but that was pretty fucking embarrassing, especially after as long as it took for him to actually get in the you know, the octagon. So, um yeah, I I knew like this shit isn't gonna go down, man. And um the way that match went, I mean it just you know, fucking two spears and a jackhammer and he's done. I, I just you know, the reasoning behind it, I'm not really positive. I've, I've heard a lot of rumors and this and that. My first just overall speculation and thoughts on it was, man, Brock must be getting released or something, because I, I just don't see why you would shit on a character they work so fucking hard to build up. They just let him really decimate so many fucking people and win so many big matches. I mean, he just, he popped the shit out of John Cena. Like, just treated him like a rag doll. You've never seen John Cena treated like that in a match where he just suplexed them fucking 30 times. Um, you know, and then obviously the, the biggest of all beating the undertaker streak, nobody's done it all over all these years. Um, I, I just don't really, I don't really understand it. Um, From the sense of trying to build an angle like uh, Brock staying and all that and trying to build an angle, I mean, the one thing that they can build, I guess, is believability behind a Goldberg versus Undertaker match at Mania, which I don't give a fuck about. I really don't give a fuck about that. But, um, you know, for all these years, every year their job was pretty much um, write a story that would – give some kind of credibility to the Undertaker's opponent and give some level of believability of why that guy could possibly beat the guy who never loses in WrestleMania. And year in, year out, they would do the same thing. They would do the same thing over and over and over where they just tried to make you believe this guy might be the guy who beats the Undertaker. And, I mean, they've done a really good job of it over the years. Of course, you know, you still got to look ah, come on, he's not going to. You know, um, and you know Brock won. I mean, I guess that's a huge, huge um, selling point, just to say by storyline, hey, Brock was the only guy to beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, and Goldberg decimated that fucking guy. So what do you think Goldberg's can, gonna do to fucking Undertaker? You know, and then it you know puts you at a at a stake. And, you know, I mean, the the start of the match, you just have to kind of mirror the way the Brock match started and then just have him counter those shits, you know, that started. And and you're off and running, you know what I mean? Have him counter the first spear, you know what I mean? And then, you know, maybe have him counter two spears if you want to go, like, right by the, you know the way that the other one went, have him counter two spears and have them lock up, have them do the thing, have him have him up for the jackhammer. And then he fucking counters that. And then you're off and run into the match where, Oh shit. It's not going to go the way it went with, uh, with Lesnar and which of course it's not, but, um, I don't know. To me, it just seems fucking crazy. I think it makes Brock look like shit. I know, you know, there's no just killing Brock's carrier uh, character in one, Match or two, three moves, but in the same token, it just doesn't fucking help. It looks completely out of character. It looks fucking crazy, you know. Uh, Brock getting just squashed because he he wasn't ready or or he didn't take him seriously. Like what is that? That's just not something that's ever happened before. And it and it doesn't to me. It just doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean, I guess Goldberg looks super dominant. The guy's fucking like forty nine years old, like how fucking long are we getting out of Goldberg that it's worth squashing Brock Lesnar? I mean, I've never thought in a million years Brock Lesnar would get squashed. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... That, that to me, is just fucking bananas. It's a really, really bizarre um, turn to take, to me. I mean, again, it is what it is. This is the WWE, and if they have proved anything over time... <laughs> It's that they can do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> they make so much fucking money there, and they don't give a fuck if they upset a couple fucking you know smart fans or whatever you want to call them. They smart fans, dumb fans, kids—they'll make any motherfucker upset, and then just keep it rolling, man. That that is a, a powerful machine that they got over there. So it is what it is, and you know they'll do something good, and it'll make up for it, and then uh, all will be forgotten. But I just think it's shitty, man. As a Brock Lesnar fan, uh, I am not a fan of that move at all. And I was looking forward to that match. Again, if it sets up like an Undertaker-Goldberg, well, that's not even a match I want to see. So that fucking sucks that I lost the Brock Lesnar-Goldberg match for the sake of that. And, you know, I'm hoping whatever plan that they do have does wind up In a a rematch between the two of them, and we finally get the match that, you know, that we deserve. I mean, the thing is, is fucking, we already got screwed on a Brock Lesnar Goldberg match, so to wait all those years and fuck us again, (laughs) man, Vince must be just, he's like the king of trolling, man. Like, he, sometimes he must be like, see those fans out there? Look how excited they are. I'm fucking every one of them. That's right, fucking them. It's over for those motherfuckers. Happiness. You wait till you wait till you see the looks on their faces when they leave tonight. Shit ain't gonna be good. Better sell all the merch we can before the fucking intermission's over. Cause uh, to sell all the merch we can in between matches. Cause there's no there's no after show sales that are going on. These motherfuckers are storming to their car after this. So, uh yeah, I, I don't. That was that was fucking crazy. Uh, I know. See, I watched WWE so little, I didn't even know Randy Orton was with the uh, the Wyatt family. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, he's pretty clean cut for the Wyatt family. But other than that, I guess maybe the Snake Connection. I I don't know how they actually worked that, but I think he should look like way more like out of it, like zoned out, and uh, you know, like brainwashed, zoned out. And have way more of just like a like a mean streak. He looked like he was wrestling like the same old Randy Orton, only he was hanging out with a guy who uh, you know runs a little organization there. Uh, so yeah, there's there's uh, there's that. That yeah, I really don't have a whole lot on that. Um, the Nakamura Joe match kicked ass. Uh, I watched that on NXT. Um, they, yeah, they beat the shit out of each other, and um, I don't know what uh, taking the belt off Nakamura is doing. I don't know if that's kind of their way on bringing him up. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's the plan. Uh, I, I would really like to see him on the main roster. Thing with Nakamura, man, he really makes fucking impact. I mean, whoever he's in there with, he's gonna make fucking impact. He's, he's put marks on a couple people. Um, I don't know if they want that so much so on the main roster, or if he's really dinging these guys up. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I'm all for it, entertainment wise. I guess we'll see how it turns out. But uh, yeah, that was a crazy match. Fucking stiff. Um, keep fucking yawning. Off work way earlier than normal. I'm still yawning. I haven't eaten turkey yet, or nothing. Um. So, another. Another uh, fan has thrown their uh, hat into the podcasting ring, so to speak. Um, I don't even want to put the kid over by saying his name or anything like that. Uh, you know, and I'm not really going out of my way to, like, shit on him or anything like that. I, I kind of want to talk vaguely on this situation because there's no reason to, you know, attack the kid or anything. Like, he seems like he's got enough issues prior to podcasting, but... Um, what I will say is, you know, I commented on it just saying, like, man, just when you think you heard the fucking worst pod, you know, and, and I got a comment on it where this guy was pretty much saying he's he's another fucking podcaster and he's not he's not good either. Um, not, you know, I wouldn't say in the running for worst ever, but I had listened to his podcast before and it, it was fucking terrible. He had a whole, he has actually more of a radio show because it's a whole radio setup. I remember Fucking couple of years ago now, probably. Um, watching or listening to it, because I think it's streamed where you could watch it, which is kind of crazy. I mean, it's, it's sorry for the Howard Stern show, but, uh, you know, to have video of you sitting there at a desk talking, it's kind of fucking crazy. Um, but, um, unless you're able to do some shit where you, you know, you splice in videos and clips of what you're talking about, then that, then that makes a whole shitload more sense. But um, I don't know how, if you need copyright for that or anything. But um, so that was like his deal. And he had a whole radio set up. His personality was just dull and interesting. Like I didn't give a fuck about anything he had to say. And that, that's kind of my stance on him. So he decides to chime in on my post saying like, you should help people out rather than fucking shit on them or this and that because that's just really fucked up and this and that. You know, I've had enough of this shit too where if I don't like something, all of a sudden I should have been helping that person succeed rather than criticizing them failing I don't know when, just because I had a podcast, I suddenly become, like, a public servant. You know what I mean? That was not my fucking agenda. Just a refresher course. I pay $100 a month for this shit, so I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want with it. Um, for whatever reason, I, I do that. I, I um, there There's not a lot of, you know, gain from it or whatever. It's just something I enjoy doing, you know, on the side, and... um i i don't I don't owe anybody to help them with a podcast I, I don't understand like I don't even like this fucking kid um there the fact is, is there's is a shitload of people who don't belong doing fucking podcasts they just don't they're really really bad at it they're not talking well they're they're not um, there's there's a ton of dead air there's people with fucking three hosts on the show and there's more dead air than me talking by myself on my fucking podcast and believe me, I had to learn the hard way too my my previous co-host was was not the best podcaster in the world um really really nice dude again that's that's the thing that we're not a lot of people aren't getting from this. You could be a really fucking nice dude you could be a good dude all around that doesn't mean you're a fucking radio personality, and I mean i'm not I, and, and it's weird because it, it's like, when I talk about this, I feel like I have no choice but to put myself over, which is not like what I intend to do to begin with. But the thing is, is when I compare myself and what I do and the way I come across, and the fact that I do get people who will quote like, oh, shit, that was really funny when you said this, or oh, yeah, you got a point on this, this and that. I don't get that out of a lot of these other podcasts. And it's not that, like, I've never listened to a podcast I like. You know, i plug some podcasts, and, you know, I, I do listen to some other things. But when you listen to some of these, and they do absolutely fucking nothing. They put out horrible information. This dude and his guests, and, I uh, you know, I guess it won't be hard to find out who I'm talking about. But And, again, I really don't care. It's just a matter of... Um, not going overboard and shouting the guy's name and calling him a fucking idiot ten times, but his guest was Larry Legend. Larry didn't know what the fuck he was talking about either. They get into talking about uh, the hate club. And Larry says something like, yeah, the fucking, uh, you, know, you know, were you around when the hate club was, you know, starting out and it was uh, Nick Gage and Nate and Hatred and Justice Payne? Well, that was never the fucking hate club. So, you know, when you have a host who doesn't know what they're talking about, and then a guest says something that they're just, you know, uninformed on it, because that was before Larry showed up in CZW and stuff, and the host isn't even good enough to go, oh, well, no, that's not not accurate at all, or that's not what happened. And mistakes happen, but when you really had a, a limited amount of time, and it was, the show was 15 minutes long, it was 15 minutes of bullshit, and that that's what you got is you got shit like that. Okay, the hate club and as far as, you know, wrestling wise, uh, you know, and there were many other members as far as managers and stuff, you know, with Max Mac and Edomac and uh Justin case and all that stuff. But fundamentally the hate club was Justice Payne and White Beater. And then it went to just, uh wait it went to Nick Gage and Nate Hatred, And then to um Justice Payne and Nick Gage. But Justice Payne was never in the hate club with Nate Hatred. That didn't happen. So when you say, like, the three of them were at the hate club, that's fucking ridiculous. So, you know, it's just shit like that that bothers me. Dude, do do your fucking thing. That's fine. But, like, to just have, like, non-factual bullshit filling time just for the sake of doing a podcast. Like, like I don't fact-check a lot of shit, but at least I have an opinion and somewhat valid fucking information, at least somewhat valid information, there's just, like, complete fucking nonsense that goes on on some of these podcasts, and they don't belong doing a podcast. It's not my job to help them. Quite frankly, I don't want to fucking help them. I want to laugh at their fucking failure. That's what I want to do, because they don't belong doing that. See, my thing is I am fucking genuine. I am brutally fucking honest and genuine. Genuine. That's one thing about me that you can't fucking take away. You can never take that away from me because the thing is is a lot of people are fake. And they'll, they'll go and tell someone to their face, oh, no, I, it was okay, it was okay. And then when they walk away, they'll be like, that shit sucked. Well, I'm just going to tell you flat out it fucking sucked. And the other thing about being honest is, look, I think when it comes down to entertainment, I I feel completely um justified in criticizing anything that is presented as presented. So, if you feel comfortable enough with presenting a product, then I have the right to fucking criticize it as I fucking see it. If it's not if it's not up to par, if it's not fucking um, up to a standard of, of presenting it, then maybe you shouldn't be presenting it. If you're presenting a product with hopes that everyone will be nice about it and tell you the best thing about it, then then maybe it's not ready. Like I said, the options as far as I'm concerned is not me helping everybody be better. That's just not me. I'm not a public servant. If someone asked me for help, by all means, I would fucking give them straight up fucking the best advice I could. Really, like, but I'm not going to go out of my way offering advice to everyone who I think sucks. That, to me, is fucking crazy. That's just, I'm just not that type of dude. I don't think that makes me a bad dude either, but, I mean, fucking view me as a, again, I'm presenting a product, too. If you think I'm a fucking asshole, you think my product sucks, well, then fuck it, man. That's that's what you're feeling based on my product, and and that's fine. Of course, I'm going to have a different opinion than you, so if you present that to me, I'm probably not just going to, you know, accept that as, like, fact. But, um, you know, I'm presenting myself in a certain way. And um, I just got another fucking text um, update. Now, let me break from what I'm saying by saying, please, motherfuckers, like, group texts are the dumbest fucking things you could do. Because here's what fucking happens, especially on a holiday, right? This person who I'm friends with fucking group texts me and, like, 20 other motherfuckers, happy Thanksgiving. And I don't know these other 20 motherfuckers. So what happens is you get this fucking text. I don't know how to shut this off. Maybe, I, like, maybe there's a setting on my phone I need to get on or something. But you get the happy Thanksgiving. It's like, oh, that's nice, great. Okay, and then you put your fucking phone away, and 10 minutes later... It buzzes again, and you look at it, and now this is somebody else on that fucking list responding to that person on the group text fucking to you too. God forbid fucking conversation breaks out where they start asking about the family and shit. Like, why would I need 20,000 fucking notifications throughout a day just for you to wish me happy Thanksgiving? I would rather you not wish me happy Thanksgiving. Or fucking send me a text just you to me. Happy Thanksgiving. But if it, if it has to be like you wishing that followed by the response of everybody you fucking know responding to you, I'm really not interested in that exchange. So, um, there it went again. Um, it's beyond fucking maddening. And this happy Thanksgiving is going to be like returned with like a nasty fucking (laughs) response. Like, dude, (laughs) lose my goddamn number. This is fucking crazy. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but, I don't know, um <laughs> i'm just i guess um uh I'm not a tolerant type um so um th- there's gotta be a setting there's no way everybody deals with that um i like I deleted the thing and it it didn't stop it um so uh yeah to to me, it's just not everybody uh should be doing a fucking podcast, but if you are going to do it then then you're up for criticism, just like anybody else um i think if you present a product expect it to be criticized it, I, like i said uh there there's some people who train for things whether it be wrestling or otherwise and until they feel that that product is ready to be presented to an audience they don't present it to an audience i think once you present it to an audience we could stop with the fucking oh give them a break oh they're new ah, give them a break hey, no why do i why is that on me you know what I mean? Like, that's that's not on me. That's you. You're putting the shit out there. You're making it sound a certain way. And if, if it sounds like shit, I'm going to call it like I see it, man. I'm not going out of my way to find motherfuckers and, and bash them. But in the same token, you're presenting it to the fucking world. And, uh, you know, some of it's just pretty fucking terrible. And, um, I mean, you may end up hearing audio clips of this podcast in the future. Um, but I'll leave it alone for now. And uh, you know, see how it pans out. Um, and you know, that's another thing about me. And I have, um, I have gotten this thing to, and it, it's con- continued a little bit. Uh, everyone from August sent a screenshot from one of these, uh, one of the, the, the group of people with. Um, just, let me just give you a quick heads up before I get into the uh, Jersey All Pro thing. I have, um, renamed, uh, Chris Grasso Hamhead. So, uh, from now on out, I will refer to him as Hamhead. Okay. So everybody in Hamhead's crew, um, were, uh, you know, all talking shit. And, and it can, it started this like trend where like, they would call me a bully. And I don't see that at all. I I honestly, I don't feel that I'm a bully because why, (sighs) What makes me a bully? I don't I don't just fucking randomly pick on people. I had people that were saying a ton of negative shit to me online, and then I confronted them when I saw them. And because they were not up for that type of game, all of a sudden I became a bully. And, I mean, I, I don't think that that's the definition of bully. Um, but I, I will tell you I was bullied as a kid. Um, I definitely, I, my high school years were fucked up. Uh, middle school, high school was not good. I was definitely fucking bullied. Um, you know, to the point where I was uncomfortable in my own skin and shit at school and all of that stuff. And it it wasn't good, man. Like I had a really, really hard time. Um, and then that, this was like for no reason. This wasn't like, Oh, I was fucking you know, there was no email, but it wasn't like I was uh, leaving messages on their fucking answering machine, fucking calling them a piece of shit and this and that and criticizing everything about them. And then when I saw them being like, what are you talking about? That was a long time ago. Like, I that that's not what was happening on my end. I was going to school, and it seemed seemingly I had a target on my back, and motherfuckers would take it as a free opportunity to win a fight. And, uh, then it just became the fun thing to do across the board. Uh, when I lived up North, I lived up North till I was seven up in North Jersey. And, um, you know, I got really into hip hop and everything. And, uh, that wasn't cool when I got down here, this is, you know, this, uh, Jersey shore, Pine Barrens area, this was not a multicultured area. So to me, that, that was, uh, there was a ton of racism and obviously, um, I'm this is you know i'm a white dude so it didn't even matter to them the fact that i was into that type of stuff was like a big fucking red flag or or a big ass target on my back so that was you know one of many things that led to that i'm not gonna go into you know history of my childhood at least not on this episode i'm up for it but um it's not what i'm doing today but um but yeah i was picked on i got the shit kicked out of me quite a bit um you know it wasn't until i was a little bit older till i was fucking 18 years old, and I got out of the area, and I started, like, clicking up with different people and realizing that, like, man, I didn't know I was athletic. I didn't know I had any any of this uh, the strength that I have. I, I didn't know any of that shit, so it really took a while for me to come into my own and figure out what I was going to be about, and um, now, you know, as I got older, I really just started to settle into, I I wasn't like for so many years and I wasn't like a lying type of person whatsoever it's never really been my style but I I settled into just the reality that I'm going to be brutally honest no matter what reason being is it didn't win me anything to do anything but that anyway and if people like it they like it if people don't they don't but the one thing I will be is genuine and you won't you won't have me fucking lying to you. You just won't. That's that's not me. I hate motherfuckers that lie to you. So, you know, I settled into that, that mentality, and then it was just going to be what it's going to be. I'm genuine, you know. And I, I stand by the things I say, and I do. And especially within the past three years, uh, I've probably turned it up a little bit because I'll tell you what. I was embarrassed about a lot of the way that I was acting. Previous to those three years, I was a fucking alcoholic, man. I was drinking over a hundred beers a week. I, you know, I, I I wasn't doing fucking good things. I would have to check my fucking Facebook in the morning and fucking see what kind of damage I did the night before, what kind of dumb fucking shit I posted, what kind of fights I started, what kind of, whatever the fuck I said to whoever I didn't know my inbox would have arguments and, and all sorts of shit that I didn't plan on saying, um, and I'd have to make a lot of apologies and stuff like that. I've had to make so little fucking apologies in the past three years because I believe in what I'm saying. And, and I don't try to fuck people over. And I don't really go, you know, back on, on things I'm saying, you know, really that often. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And believe me, you know, I've apologized for things. I did a lot of apologizing right off the start from, you know, getting sober. Because of how I was, because of who I was and what I was doing, you know? And the people that had to deal with me, yeah, I mean, that wasn't the person I wanted to be. I'm so proud of who I am now that I really don't give a fuck who doesn't like me. And that's what it comes down to. And a lot of these cl- these clowns, they talk all this shit online. They talk tons of shit online. And then when I go and I fucking, and I'm aggressive. And I fucking stand in their face and I'm ready to fucking jump on them like I was Hamhead. He didn't want any fucking problems. And then all of a sudden that turned around to I'm uncontrollable. They're, you know, him and fucking Domano and all that. They're posting online that I'm uncontrollable and I can't control myself and this and that. No, I'm reacting to motherfuckers talking reckless about me online. And then when I saw them to their face, everybody's fucking mood changed. And then all of a sudden I'm a bully. Well, that's, that's really not the case. Again, like I said, I know what a fucking bully is. I, I met quite a bit of them. But it, that's not me. Um, you know, if you meet me on an even keel and you fucking talk to me, you should be well aware of what I'm about. Um, I, you know, I don't really need to explain myself and try to, you know, validate myself to people who, who are never going to understand it. So that's that's not something I'm looking to do. But I will tell you that these people that are talking shit are not genuine. And um like really, really fucking disingenuous. It's just people that talk one way one time and then another way another time. Um when I was at the fucking show, just another quick uh uh I guess precursor to that is um this little Matt Wolf kid. He's a kid. He owns a red fucking camera. Danny DeMano let him fucking shoot ringside with a red fucking $100 fucking camera. Because, you know, that's the type of fucking professional Danny DeMano is. He has no fucking standard for himself or others or anything like that. And then tries to put himself on a high horse any chance he gets. So this little Matt Wolf kid who uh, joined Hamhead's crew when uh, he started bashing me, all of a sudden, uh, he was one of those guys that I had no idea had a problem with me. The kid owned rats. I like rats. I like animals, you know? I thought it was really cool. He owned rats. I'd always like his pictures with his rats, but I had very, very little interaction with him at all. When Hamhead got all fired up and, uh, you know, he, he gathered a couple nerds to fucking, to rally with him and hate me, uh, apparently this, this nerd hated me too. And whatever. I don't give a fuck, but, You know, Again, nothing to say to me if you saw me, just just tons of shit online. And like I said from the start, there was not going to be like, I'm not fucking Batman. I'm not going to run around and snatch every one of these fags up. That's not my agenda. I went to the fucking head of this shit. I went to the fucking, the, the ham head, the leader, and I fucking took his heart. He could fucking rewrite history all he wants. He could talk to people all he wants about some other shit that he says happened. Him and I know exactly what the fuck happened, and it doesn't need to happen again there's There's nothing that needs to to go further about that type of shit. I'll say whatever the fuck I want about these clowns because I can back it up, could say whatever they want. it's fucking cardboard it's flimsy, it's bullshit they they, they do not stand on the same type of fucking legs I do you know, their mono definitely doesn't stand on the same, thing. but that's beside the point um so anyway, this little matt wolf kid. Uh, My boy Shaheen told me, I was talking to him at intermission at the Jersey All-Pro Show. And uh, he said, the little Matt Wolf kid walked, like, way behind the crowd while I'm shooting ringside and yelled, J-Cat sucks. And, like, I didn't even hear him. I was shooting ringside. I wasn't worried about it. But Shaheen said that, and it was funny as fuck. So, automatically, he says that. So, boom, like. Like, the fucking Terminator, my eyes shoot around, where's this motherfucker at? Now, I'm not going to go get him. I'm not going to go say it. But I want to see what his fucking, I want to see if he's grilling me. I want to see, where well, where's he at? You yeah, know I mean? So, I go, I look, I see him. Okay. So, now he's at least, in, you know, I'm I'm at least uh, have an eye on him or whatever, right? So, I'm just waiting to see, like, next time he walks near me, does he blare some shit out or anything like that? This motherfucker's staring at, the, he's walking past. He's he's walking as far away from me as he can, but I could see him kinda looking at me under like out of the corner of his eye and then just his his eyes just dart towards the floor when he sees I'm looking at him. You know what I mean? Like that's that clown type of shit that like dude, I don't I I don't fucking talk about you. I don't you don't exist to me. But you have tons of shit to say about me online to go out of your way to fucking to talk shit about me. And then look like as soon as I'm anywhere near where that shit might be a problem for you, all of a sudden you you clam up. Why don't you just clam up from the fucking start, man? Because you're not built like that. It's retarded. It's retarded. And the other funny thing is, is Hamhead's wife and kid were sitting like two rows up from from mine, so they're they're hearing all the shit. So. This little Matt Wolf kid went up there, and he's talking shit about me up there, too. Luckily, my kid's in here, because then I'd be forced to do something to this kid. You know what I mean? But it's ridiculous. This is the type of shit, like, you cats are fucking complete clowns. You're garbage, man. You, you can't back up a motherfucking word you say. Nothing. Nothing you say can be backed up. And, and that, to me, is, is that's a bitch. That's a complete bitch to me. You guys could talk all that funny shit online. Hamhead, um, the the uh, Johnny Stoffer kid with his little fucking medium t shirt. Uh, uh, what's that other asshole? Scotty Satiri. All these little faggots, man. They could not handle me on my worst fucking day, with my back fucked up, um, and, and I got a headache. They couldn't fuck with me that day. You know what I mean? Like, the shit is fucking crazy, and they know it, man. They know it, but they, they fucking, they jump into their little crew, and they want to impress Hamhead. So they all say some shit and try to sound tough, and they all believe each other. But that shit isn't, that shit is fraudulent. Like, Hamhead shot the ringside, right? And he kept his motherfucking ass far away from me. He came nowhere near me all fucking night. I was all over, I was all around the ring, I moved around, um, and Hamed stayed the fuck away from me, as I'm sure he was told to, because he was told if he fucked around, he was getting thrown the fuck out, so, you know, all of that fucking Danny D'Amano tough guy fucking mafia bullshit where you know, you're, you're gonna be going away and then telling me fucking, uh, yeah, the ringside looks full, fuck, fuck you, you don't run a goddamn thing, you fucking hobleg motherfucker, So, um, you know, um, but he stayed the fuck away from me. The only time I saw funny dumb shit out of him is every time I'd look over and he was talking to somebody else, he'd be smiling and looking in my direction while he was talking. So clearly he was telling some old fraudulent shit to whoever the fuck he was talking to. At one point he was talking to, you know, Joe Gacy across the way. And I see him looking dead at me, with a big-ass smile talking. It's like, dude, you're rewriting history over there, man. You know what the fucking deal is. You know what the fucking deal is. So it, it's just, it's comical to me. But what I didn't know and why I renamed him Hamhead is because he shaved his face. And it's like he gained 15 pounds on his motherfucking head. It's like by removing hair on his face. He gained 15 pounds on his motherfucking head. He looks like a fucking skin ham. That motherfucker looks crazy as shit. So he's hamhead. For from now until the end of motherfucking time, that's hamhead. He's like the the fucking the lead boss on a fucking Angry Birds. That motherfucker is like the the leader of the Angry Birds crew. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking, it's crazy, man. This dude looks fucking bizarre, absolutely bizarre. At first, I didn't even recognize him, and I saw him like, oh, don't tell me, don't fucking tell me that. Holy shit, look at this motherfucker here. So yeah, that's Hamhead. Um, so I guess, um, let me see, um. Yeah, so basically like I mean all these people they want to talk, they want to talk, they want to talk. And, and they could fucking talk, but like I said, it's 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 all their little party that only they're invited to. They're not um they're not going to bring that shit outside at all. Um that that's like the all in-house long distance talk. And um I don't know, man. Like I don't have anything else to do with it because like I said, it, it's not real. It's like virtual reality toughness, um, and uh, I don't know, man. Like I hope they all die. Like I hope they all get together, die at the same time, and then somebody films their corpses and puts that fucking mannequin challenge video to music to it. I'll share the fuck out that video, man. But that's that's uh, that's pretty much all I got to say. Like I mean, I I would love that motherfucking shit. You know, and DeMano, man, I mean, I guess I'll go more into DeMano when I get to the uh, Jersey Opera thing because I'm about to do that. All right, um, let me let me take a break, come back. And speaking of going away, uh, I haven't gone away, so in honor of that.
0: Here you go. Sometimes, I feel, Sometimes I, gotta, I feel I gotta. From these streets like a fame for crack. You pulling me back, it's real, got a nigga going. Cause no matter the drama, the gossip, my heart is your hood. My dog, niggas, I rock with. Before you get clapped, get your tongue too loose. Have everybody on the corner going. Holding their mouth, shocked as fuck. I have it, just get that boy out. And now there's blood on my Tim. Snitches calling, 1-800 crime stoppers. When they see me, they like, cause they want that thousand dollars. And not only that, police have got to catch a fucking collar. And I'm of here. Amy telling when I be back, you of this gap. Dog, you know I flew. Hell outta Dodge. Nigga bout the paper. Ain't no time to be sitting behind bars. Gotta get away. Fuck that. Never let a nigga take me out my zone. If he tried and blown and go. With no remorse, kid, it's the cold heart. Queen's niggas, grimy, retarded, you know. Fuck that, never let a nigga take me out my zone. If he tried, then blow him and go. With no remorse, kid, it's the cold heart. Queen's niggas, grimy, retarded, you know. Cause I'm not playing, I'm banging hammers on niggas. Put hands on that nigga, like, just beat shit out you. I brawl like an animal, your whole team is scrambling. When we come through, pushing them trucks Bitches be pushing and shoving to Look at us, they go You take a good look, bitch It might be the last time you see gangsters like this thing Cause somebody about to die And it's gonna be a stampede when them shots
1: fly
0: Rip that nigga, you know R.I.P. Your soul just slip up and You out of head, nigga I see you on that other side Bye, nigga Right. Family's cry rivers, courtesy of my niggas We terrorize rappers Fuck that, never let a nigga take me out my right. zone If he tried hell and him and go With no remorse kick, oh. it's the cold heart Queens oh, niggas prank me for target. Oh, you know no. yeah. It's either me or you, believe me dog I know a nigga like you ain't got shit to lose no. But you walking that thin line I'm clapping the first time for a motherfucker trying mm. Put it past me, that to be bleeding somewhere Like a hemophiliac exactly. Acne. Before it's too late, go with your gut queen a gangster and yes, you can get touched Saw it before, the handy was talking It wasn't him, but you know the non-stop that I swear these niggas like bitches Cause these niggas always laying on they back Fuck that, never let a nigga take me out my zone If he tried and blow and go with no remorse, kid. Oh. It's the cold heart. Oh, Queen's niggas, baby, we You know, we're in way.
2: thing, too, is I, I meant to play this uh, last week or two weeks ago when I uh, talked about the whole DeMano nonsense. Uh, this fucking guy, he said, uh, you know, uh, he, he told the other the nerd pack over there that, um, fucking he's he's going to be going away soon. Stay tuned. So, what that reminded me of was the Eric the Midget, I put it on my soundboard two weeks ago and I forgot to play it, um, the Eric the Midget um, call from the Stern Show, when he tried to put a hit on a guy on the fucking radio, um, some guy to talk shit about him on the radio, and uh, it was a call. This is what it reminded me of. Received yesterday at one twenty-six a.m.
1: Hey Johnny,
2: did you catch the replays of that dumbass from? That was supposedly from my school called in and said so that I ruined the school because of having them do construction and everything. Find that guy. His name is Jerry. You know what to do. You know what to do. Ooh. Just find him. Yeah, that's what it remind me of. Um, so, uh, unfortunately for Danny Demano, things didn't work out the the way that he wanted them to, um, because I did shoot ringside and i didn't go away and um you know all of these things and that that's um you know that's again you know one of these big talk motherfuckers who who can't do a goddamn thing um so it's good i mean i'll just you know i should be back to working legs um either later in this week or early next week so i'll be thinking about them. but um you know th- that dude could fuck himself straight up I don't give a fuck what he does for the rest of his life. I never did give a fuck about what he does, but um you know, I'll I'll be sure to wish him all the best. Um fuck that dude. Um so anyway, the uh the Jersey All Pro show started and um you know, started out with a segment with um with with Frank's son, Jake and um Doctor Hertz. Again, they they did another segment of that. And uh, you know, Jake uh drove him through a like a table or a door or something. And uh, you know, so it's cool, you know, getting Jake involved and uh Doctor Hurts, man, that was a dude that I saw back in the day watching the Donnie B shows, he would show up. And uh he looks pretty much the fucking same. A little bigger gut for sure, but uh Yeah man. Uh so there's that then the the show actually started out with a fucking uh, best of the light heavyweight match, and uh, the only you know big change in this match was uh, there was no Sugar D, he he wasn't there, uh, and they replaced him with Connor Claxton. So you had Arcadia winning the match, and it was Azriel, Connor Claxton, J.T. Dunn, Joey Janela, John John Silver, Pinky Sanchez, and Steve Scott. A lot of motherfuckers in the match. Uh, you know this match was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, you know, definitely a ton of fucking action, a lot going on. Um, definitely got me on, on my feet right off the bat, you know, getting, uh, getting a move on and shit. Cause you know, those multi-man matches are, are some of the toughest ones to shoot. Um, at least for an amateur like me, I mean, it's not a, you know, it's definitely not something I do on a regular basis. Um, but uh, yeah, man, uh, just from what I could tell, like I said, we're, we're reviewing these shows um, that I shoot on it. It's way different. I really can't get into too many more specifics, you know, nearly as many specifics as I can when I'm sitting back and watching it. Because there's a lot of moving, trying to find a spot, and trying to get an angle on this and that, and uh, just trying to stay out of the way. So, uh, it's not quite the same, but, um, fantastic. I mean, as far as, you know, my experience of it is fucking amazing. I mean, I, I enjoy that so much. It's, uh, like I said, just, just not something I would even want to do on a, on a regular basis, like a monthly or any kind of crazy shit like that. Um, but I, I do enjoy doing it, you know, the occasionally that I do it, you know, for Jersey All Pro. And, uh, you know, 2017, look forward to doing it again. Um, so, yeah, this was good. Arcadia won the belt. The one the light heavyweight belt that was vacated by G's. Um, damn. I, is that fucking... Okay. Yeah, I I don't think I started Johnson. I had... Uh, or Jackson. Jesus. Deshaun Jackson in my uh, fantasy thing. I had him... And I was on the fence about should I start him or what should I fucking start? And uh I did not fucking start him to the best of my knowledge. And uh it seems like the Redskins are just fucking flying all over the field, so it's probably gonna be a big day for uh Deshaun Jackson. Fucking sucks. I should have fucking used him. Um anyway. Uh so there was that. Um next match was party versus uh team wrestle pro of uh Pat Buck and Kevin Matthews. Now, you know, anybody who knows, you know, my, my past history with the show knows I had a big problem with uh Pat Buck and Eric tap out and all of that stuff. Well, you know, they, they've parted ways and, you know, I always try to give people a fair shake, you know, as far as that whole thing goes. So, um, I haven't, talked to pat buck since you know i shot him a message you know after those two kind of parted ways and just told him look man you know no hard feelings it was all about that fucking dude to begin with and i know you you kind of sided with that dude so you know i could understand you you know having his back because i was your partner and all of this but um you know no hard feelings out of me and uh and yeah I, he never got back to me but at least you know i cleared the air on my side so um yeah, I feel fine about you know that dude in general I don't I don't have an issue with them um so uh this uh you know private party are definitely one of the best upcoming teams on the Indies, straight up they're really fucking good um and uh I haven't really seen too much of Pat Buck wrestle uh he looked way better in the ring than I thought he had looked in the past um like I said, I haven't seen a ton of his work, but he looked good. You know, his, his uh, ring work was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, uh, I don't know, maybe awesome is a strong word. But, uh, you know, he he looked good out there. He he did his thing. Nothing looked fucked up or, you know, out of the ordinary. He, he worked a good match. Um, Kevin Matthews, I thought, kind of looked like shit. Uh, you know, he, he played the good big man because, obviously, he's way bigger than everybody else in the ring but he just, his body looks like shit. And, uh, obviously that affects your performance. It really does. I mean, people see, seem to think everybody could just get fat and, Oh, I could still work. Eh, yeah, maybe. Okay. But, uh, and, you know, and a fan even heckled him and said, Oh yeah, you're getting fat or whatever. And he said, Oh, I'm in between cycles. Give me a couple of weeks or whatever. And that's shitty. Like, cause I honestly, like that's, I'm pretty sure he's admitted to steroid use before, so if he's just really just that open about, like, yeah, well, you know, if I'm on something, my body will look good. If not, I'm just gonna look like shit. Like, that's just fucking garbage. I I don't know, man. Uh, Yeah, I always want to see people reach their their full potential and shit, especially if they're entertainers. But, um, I don't know. Just, I think he could do a lot fucking better. I've never been a Kevin Matthews fan, but yeah, he's a big, giant, super fucking tall dude. So, obviously, like, you know, there's a huge spot for that dude in wrestling. Um, but uh, those fucking guys were super over. Obviously, uh, WrestlePro has been doing really well in that building. And, uh, you know, even previous to that, the PWS, I guess they're uh, drawing quite a crowd. Because they were fucking super over with the fans, man. They even said some shit like, you know, this is the house the WrestlePro built, and the fans fucking popped for it, which is not supposed to be the reaction that you get at a Jersey All-Pro show that was running in Raw way before those guys. Uh, And it did, I don't know. I mean, maybe if they were running up against, like, a Jersey All-Pro team, maybe it would have been a little different. But overall, they were just over like a motherfucker, and they were definitely supposed to be the heel team. So, you know, it is what it is. Um. So there was that. Uh, next match was Diana Peruzo uh, being Sui Sukai. Kai. It was supposed to be a three-way. Alicia was not there either and, um, this was alright. Um, at some point or another uh, Diana got fucked up, man. Like, she got bust open and, uh, she was bleeding like crazy, man. I got some pretty crazy pictures of that. Um, definitely didn't expect to see that. It was definitely, um, you know, an accident. And, um, Yeah, Sumi, she, uh, man, I think she's like near 50, 45, 50, something like that. And, uh, yeah, she just keeps going. She's a tough little chick, a legend, so, um, but yeah, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was what it was. It wasn't fantastic, but, you know, that, uh, Deanna, she's, she's really good. She's, I think she's going to make it somewhere big, Yeah. Next up was uh, Matt Tremont versus DJ Hyde. This sucked. This absolutely sucked. DJ Hyde is, is not an entertaining guy at all. And, and the thing is, is you know, when you have, like, two guys like this who have gone into these big fucking matches, DJ, you know, sacrificed big, big parts of his card on that feud where it was Tangled Web, DJ Tremont, fucking cage of Dad, DJ Tremont, you know, all of this shit where it was every fucking stipulation on the planet and just fucking just brutality, you know what I mean? And, and Tremont killed himself during that feud in order to at least attempt to make it work. I think it was fucking great. I mean the shit that Tremont went through, you can't really disregard that, but I, I don't value that feud at all. And, um, or anything DJ has done in the ring. Um, I give credit where it's due when you know he does something well booking or something like that. But I don't value a motherfucking thing DJ Hyde's ever done in the ring. Um, I just I just don't think he's good. I I think his pace is terrible. He's just he's just bad. There's no charisma. Um, but anyway, um, this was just like like, a very small version of anything they've ever done. You know, a couple chairs, you know, a couple chairs, a couple thumbtacks, the the sitting down necro spot, that's... It's alright, but that's way overdone. That was, like, a necro thing, and then everybody's fucking doing it, and now that's, like, a constant thing in deathmatch wrestling, which, it can be alright, but, eh, I, I don't know. I just wasn't, uh... Nobody was blown away by this match. This was, uh... You know, mediocre, hardcore, definitely wasn't, uh, you know, to the to the level of, like, some different CZW stuff. They really should have did, um trying to think of who else they could have even used, but they should have brought in somebody other than DJ to showcase CZW. And you want to do some crazy shit. I don't know if you could have got Danny Havoc there but to have Danny tear it up with fucking Tremont in there and do some crazy fucking hardcore spots, even stick it to, like, you know, that TLC type of atmosphere, I, I think they could have done way, way nuttier shit and really went like, whoa, fucking CZW is fucking crazy. Like, you want people leaving a show like that. A CZW showcase match. You want people leaving that show and going, yeah, this this was crazy. This was good. This was good. That was great. This was good. Fuck! Did you see that CCW match? Those fucking guys are way crazy. Like that's that's honestly the statement you want to make. You want to draw. Not that nobody's heard of CCW, but you want to draw any fucking possible eyes to your company by showcasing what you have. Showcasing DJ Hyde is a way to drive people away, not in. Uh, that's you know. That might sound rough, but it, it's the fucking truth, man. DJ Hyde's not drawing anybody in to see more. No, nobody wants to see more after they see DJ. They want to see something else, but they don't want to see more of that, you know. That's crazy. Uh, so, the next up was uh, Crazy Ivan, J Lover, and Magic versus Deranged, Dixie, and Insane Dragon. And, um, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the old school... Uh, yeah, you know, Crazy Ivan, Magic J, Lover, like that type of stuff. I understand its place on a twenty-year anniversary show, a hundred percent. You know, these guys had such history with the company, and you know, and I respect all they've done. But you know, magic's trained so many fucking people, and um, you know, he's contributed tons. And uh, you know, they do they do what they do, but they they work like a more of like a like a Shindy show type style. You know. Uh, They, they, um, you know, pretty, pretty basic old school wrestling. And it's pretty straightforward, you know, um, Deranged, Dixie, Insane Dragon. I haven't seen Insane Dragon in a long time. Um, I hadn't seen Dixie in a long time previous to the last show in Bayonne. So, you know, it's good to see those guys back around. Deranged can really, really go still, um, you know, and he was doing the Indigo Child thing. I'm not even sure why he was doing that. Just stick with Deranged and go out there and kill it. Um, he seems to be back with Deranged, um, which is good. But, um, man, you know, you, you want to see that guy really fucking tear it up with the, the other guys. Like, he should have been in that, that uh fucking uh, Best of the Light Heavyweights type deal. Like, that's the type of thing I think he belongs in or, you know, I don't know. So, it, it was, you know, it was what it was. I mean, you couldn't expect much more out of the match than what it was. It's It was what it was supposed to be, like Dennis Green said. They are who they said they were. You know, <laughs> They were who they thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, it is what it is. Next up was Kyle the Beast versus Joker, which went to a no-contest draw, which wasn't a huge fan of the no-contest draw because that immediately reminded me of, like, uh, Joker versus Masada that we never got a rematch of, because uh, they were going at it at CCW and then they they had the refs come in and stop it, and then they beat the shit out of all the refs and all that, and I was like, oh, not again. Um, I'm sure these guys will get another match together, but, man, they kicked the fucking shit out of each other. Like, up until that, that no contest, this match was fucking awesome. Hard-hitting, fucking just beating the shit out of each other. Really, really good stuff. Uh, you know, you got to keep an eye out for fucking Kyle the Beast because especially when he's in there with a guy like Joker, you can really see what that guy could do. And uh, Joker is just a fucking monster. I am so glad that things are going well with him in Jersey All-Pro and he's able to get, like you know, somewhat of a another spark to his career because he was done. You know, he came on this show and, uh, you know, talked about how he was done and why he was done and and blamed DJ for a lot of it. But in the same token, just really, just had no interest in really working anywhere and, unless it was really, really convenient and like a, a specific match made sense or something like that where, uh, you know, it was worth it to him. But he seems really, really invested in what's going on in Jersey All-Pro. And now he's, you know, he's in there with the cartel and, uh, man, it, the whole thing is fucking awesome. And, you know, he, they allow him to innovate and do different things with the masks and the, you know, the, the face paint and all the different things that he's added to this crew. And, man, that that is a fucking Joker's an animal. He goes in there and just fucking tears shit up, man. Stiff, fucking, brutal, fucking strong style shit. Um he he's going to make a huge fucking impact in 2017 man if he's able to get his you know schedule freed up a little bit cuz you know he's got a you know important real job that uh you know requires a lot of his time and completely understandable that's way more important but um if he's able to get you know enough free time to maybe take this shit on tour you know 2017 he is going to fucking tear the motherfucking country apart if he's able to, you know, schedule-wise. Because uh, ring-wise, he's able to fucking go in there with anybody. And uh, I really think he's he was underused over the years in CZW. And um, it, there's so much more he could be doing. There's there's so many other guys he could get in there with and just really blow the fucking roof off of places. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that that shit really continues to turn up. Um, next up was Aerostar and Drago versus Angel Ortiz and Mike Drastic of EYFBO or EYFOB if you're homicide. And um this this was great. I, I really enjoyed this, you know, lucha style, fucking crazy. I never got a chance to see Aerostar or Drago in person. And uh, that was really cool. Uh Aerostar did this you know, aerosol can on fire type thing where he lit the fucking flame you know, walked around with it like a torch. That was a pretty cool little effect. Because when he first came out and did the fire thing, I'm like, oh, shit, what the fuck kind of shit has he got on fire? <laughs> I'm like, he just had a fucking lighter and a can of some shit flammable. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it, it fucking worked for effect by all means. Um, but, yeah, this this was a really good match. EYFBO are the best fucking tag team out there right now, in my opinion. Uh, they're they're definitely one of the best, if not the best tag team going right now. I, I just, uh I enjoy everything they do out there. They do uh, tremendously entertaining things. The way that they interact with each other too is um something that's probably not going to come off as well on DVD as it does to the live crowd. But a lot of like the, just the comments and conversation that they have with each other is fucking hilarious. And um yeah, it's, it, it's really fucking comical, man. Like, You got to see them. They can fucking go. They have great personalities. They can really fucking balls off, so to speak. Um, But, uh, yeah, those guys are great. So, um, Aerostar and Drago won that match. Uh, Next up was Black Gs versus B-Boy. And this was um, for the the Jersey All-Pro Heavyweight title. Black Gs won that title, which is fucking awesome, man. That title has been held by so many people. The title's been in existence for about 19 years cuz I guess it was first established um on Halloween um the year after they started up. So they uh you know ran for almost a year, about a year before they um you know got that world title established, but when they did um that was, you know, 19 fucking years ago. So the title's been in in existence for 19 years, been vacant for a little while. And the guy who held the light heavyweight title for longer than anybody in the history of Jersey all pro in it's 20 year history is now the world champion, the, the world heavyweight champion, which is awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I was really, really happy to see him do that. Um, B boy looked good out there. They really, uh, I thought they worked a good match. The crowd got pretty rough at a certain point and eh, you know, it's a long night. It's a long show for sure. Um, yeah, you got you got ten matches on the card. You had about an hour and a half or an hour of the uh, the Hall of Fame deal, which actually I'll get into after this. I almost forgot that. Um, that's weird because I have some shit to say. Um, and uh, you know, I, I mean, I guess it's 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 a big show a lot of stuff going on and everything, so they, they seemingly started to shit on this, but they, they, early in the Joker, Kyle the Beast, they started to go boring, and I'm looking at these motherfuckers, like, you gotta be kidding me, um, so I don't know, the fans kind of shit on it, but, um, I was really happy after the match, they gave G's a huge fucking you deserve it chant and all that, and of course he, you know, healed out on them and stuff, which, you know, good stuff, but, uh. Yeah, so G's got the world title, you know, and he he got on the mic and said some stuff about, you know, he's only taking the top competition, and, you know, Jersey All Pro brings in some really, really big stars and really great competitions. I'm really looking to see G's wind up in a bunch of matches. He hasn't had the opportunity to get in yet. I think Jersey All Pro is the place they could book it. They always book their world title strong as fuck, so um, I'm looking forward to see what they get lined up for him. Uh, Next up was Alberto El Patron with Page by ringside um, Up against uh, Sammy Callahan And these two fucked each other up They fucking hard hitting Great fucking match uh, It was great to see Alberto like that And you know working that type Of fucking hard hitting You know fast pace match um, You know I, that's the thing A lot of the fans Sleep on guys like that and then they see him on the indies and it's like oh shit look at this guy but i i tend to think a lot of those guys that way i think WWE has a pretty high standard so i go ahead and give the nod to say that those guys were on on the indies and were you know into working that style and really wanted to work that hard hitting fucking style I think a lot of these guys would surprise you. You know, Cody Rhodes came back to the Indies and shit, and uh, is just setting shit on fire. And Alberto does it, and it's just same deal. So, to me, it doesn't really shock me as much as it is refreshing to see. But, um, yeah. And, and you know, I do think that they do protect some of their names on the WWE. They're now allowing more of this indie-style wrestling going on, but they're letting more of the indie-style guys do it. Little by little, they're getting some of those, uh, you know, superstars, those big-name superstars into that mix. But you look at it, and you got fucking Kevin Owens as one champion, AJ Styles as the other champion. So they're allowing the guys that work that type of style to hold the titles because that is, you know, way more action packed entertaining style. So it's it's really starting to take over and um you know bleed into the WWE is as some of the main but you're always going to have like your entertainment style matches where where you don't really get that same type of thing. So it really depends on what they want to use um but again, you're not going to see that at everybody and obviously the indies works a different type of style and uh yeah, I, don't, I I really enjoyed the match. And it was cool. Alberto's a big motherfucker, man. He doesn't look that way on TV, which most of these guys don't. But, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's big, tall motherfucker. And um, this this was good, man. I hope to see some more of him on the Indies. Uh, um, then you had the main event, which was Dan Moff and Monster Mac, the hit squad versus Homicide and Loki. Homicide had gotten banged up. Uh the previous week he had gotten staples in the top of his head. Uh the beginning of this match he got like thrown into the guardrail or some shit before they got in the ring. Before they got in the cage. And um I I don't know if it was that if he actually he was grabbing at his shoulder, saying he heard his shoulder and this and that. I don't know if it was that or them trying to really kind of keep a handle on that uh the staples in his head. Because I really think if he was in the ring and took the abuse like Joker did, um, I think those staples would have came right the fuck open. He would have been pouring blood. Uh, and that, that's not a good thing to do is, you know, break open fucking staples. And um, So Joker came in to substitute for Homicide, who was, you know, on the outside fucked up. So, you know, worked twice. Mm, I'm not really sure. Maybe he did get hurt more on the spot. But uh, Homicide came back out shortly after, and then brawled around the ring with Kyle the Beast for the, the whole match. Um, this fucking cage match was so brutal, man. Like, they were taking just, like, those tosses into the cage. The cage was kind of loose on the outside, where it had a lot of give to move away from the ropes. And, man, they were fucking throwing each other into those fucking, into that cage hard as shit. Um, you know, a lot of the, you know, the cage matches, uh, you know, they would take those, like, bumps into the cage, and they kind of bounce off the the cage and take the bump in the ring type of deal. You know what I mean? Kind of cover their head and, oh, I took a bump into the cage. The The cage had enough give where they were pretty much forced to just fucking bump off the cage and land on the fucking ring apron which, you know, as people have learned and talked about a lot over the past couple of years with all the ring apron bumps, that that shit is stiff as fuck. So these guys were taking pretty much a match full of fucking ring apron bumps, you know, with a whole bunch of other shit going on in the middle of the ring too. Um, Crazy, crazy fucking match. Um, Definitely recommend checking this shit out when it's out. Um, I think I've listed off a lot of really great shit here, but, uh, you know, this being the headline, uh, definitely lived up to its its hype and uh man they they just fucking they killed it and um yeah towards the end uh, Monster Mac went up there and you know Monster Mac is able to do some things that you wouldn't expect a big guy to do um he was going for a move where he, he jumped off the fucking top like did like a splash off the top of the cage and, and to me, he had no business doing that shit. Um, number one, the, the cage was, as I said, had a lot of give. was kind of loose to it. And, you know, it's not fucking AR Fox. Like, I, I don't see what the reasoning for that is. Um, he ended up getting up there. And, sure, it, you know, it's kind of crazy or whatever when it happens and people, you know, shit, look at he went off the top. But that's kind of what it's worth. Like, I, I don't know that it's 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 worth the risk. You know what I mean? So he went up there and really like contemplated it for a while and this and that and then just ended up backing out of the spot and not doing it and and, and getting Moff to climb back in who had already been eliminated climb back in and do the splash off the the fucking uh, you know the top rope I mean fine again like I'm not jumping off the top of that motherfucker neither but it just sucked to have him, you know, climb up there and then, then climb back down. Kind of anticlimactic, but, um, you know, what can you do? Like I said, I ain't jumping off that motherfucker either. So, and you, you can get caught up in the moment and go, yeah, I'm going up. And, you know, next thing you know, you're up there. And it's like, oh, fuck that. And, and it probably would have ended bad, too. So, I'm glad that he didn't, you know, leap off of there or any kind of crazy shit because it wasn't super fucking stable. And, again, he's he's not fucking, you know. Jack Evans, so, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, this, this match was fucking bananas, so, go out of your way to fucking see that, um, so, yeah, overall, great experience, great fucking show, um, did it up like Jersey All Pro does, man, and, uh, yeah, like I said, I've said in the past, it's an absolute honor, and privilege to fucking shoot ringside on those shows, and, uh, even when Danny D'Amano tells me I'm not going to be because uh, he says so. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter what he fucking thinks. Um, so, you know, like I said, uh, thank you to Pierre and Jeff and everybody else who, uh, you know, allowed me to be there. And, uh, you know, sharing ringside uh, camera space with with the likes of uh, Scott Finkelstein and uh, Snapmare. Hamhead, and um dan Winnett, who's uh i believe uh Colby's brother i know they're related but uh really nice dude and uh you know it was a pleasure and Eric rosen of course um but um yeah so like i said it was it was absolutely fucking awesome um to i guess go backwards the um hall of fame. Inducted in the Hall of Fame was Homicide, inducted by Low Life Louie. Great stuff. Um, You know, Homicide is one of the best in the business. And the amount that he's contributed to the Indies and overall the business, because, you know, he's been everywhere, and so many people have gone to bigger things that have been, you know, under Homicide and and worked with Homicide. Um, You know, he's one of those guys you could probably say is your favorite your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. You know what I mean? Like that dude uh he he's done tremendous things in the business and uh and you know that that's so so fucking deserved. So that that was that was great stuff. Um next up the hit squad see here, here's where you know my opinion kinda comes into it. But um the hit squad are you know one of the most dominant tag teams of all time on on everywhere really i mean they've absolutely crushed it everywhere they went on the indies and um you know are still doing it right now um a lot of the you know the talk that they do makes me think that maybe mac is almost done or something because he keeps kind of saying like i don't know if we'll be back here when they went to philly i think at the acid thing they said like this will be our last time here so i almost feel like it's like a farewell tour or some shit they're doing. I, I surely don't quote me on that because I didn't make any fucking, you know, they didn't make any announcements. But seems like a lot of the places they're working, they keep saying, like, this will be the, this might be the last time we're here or if this is the last time we're here. They're kind of covering their bases, like, in case. So I don't know what's really going on with them. But um, these guys were inducted by Danny DeMano, which to me, um, look, these guys can pick wherever the fuck they want. They earn their right to be in the Hall of Fame. They deserve it 100%. Um, I think Danny D'Amato inducting them absolutely took away from their fucking induction. Um, I think because he's a selfish piece of shit. But, um, I mean, he he meant something to them. So that's obviously why he was there. He wasn't some guy that got, you know, picked out of a hat. But, um, you know... uh, he definitely could have bowed out of that shit early on before the the ball got rolling. You know, my reason is, is look, homicide came out, got in the ring, was presented with his, his hall of fame plaque, gave his speech, the whole deal. The hit squad had to do the whole acceptance picture taking thing on the side of the ring because the mono couldn't fucking get into the ring. Because he's on crutches. Because he had to do a dumb fucking moonsault into the guardrail. Because he knows all about what side of the guardrail people should be on. Except for himself. Um, so they had to do their acceptance outside of the fucking ring. Now, they individually went in afterwards and did their speeches in the ring. But to me, it wasn't the same. You know what I mean? Where three quarters of that crowd couldn't see the fucking Hall of Fame ex- acceptance because they were on one side of the fucking ring. And that was only because of Danny DeMano. That was the the one and only reason why three-quarters of the people couldn't see the hit squad inducted into the Hall of Fame was because of Danny DeMano. And, you know, uh, you know Mac and, and uh, Moff, Ma, who well, I'm not really positive like me at all, but I don't really give a fuck that's that's on them. Um they um they they'll tell you any fucking day that they would have it no other way. They would do it again the same way and all that. And I understand, but I'm just saying from a fan's perspective and um I I just think overall the way it looks to be presented like that, like it you know, it's like I, I don't know. To me, it and and honestly, like I I think Pierre should have been the one to induct them. I mean, he, he had managed them for so many years, and and really, if it wasn't for him, you know, a lot of things wouldn't happen for them either. So, I don't know if Danny Diamante is the fucking the best, but again, it's it's not my induction, so I surely can't. I think he's a piece of shit, so obviously, I'm gonna find reasons why I don't think he should. But um, either way, I just think the whole outside of the ring took away from it a little bit. And then, um, for Loki, Loki was inducted to the Hall of Fame by Xavier, which is awesome. I haven't seen him for a long, long time. I had heard he done, uh, he did, um, uh, like he's doing mixed martial arts and shit. He's still big as fuck. And, um, yeah, man, his, his Ring of Honor stuff was so fucking awesome. And, uh, you know, he did a lot of Jersey All-Pro and the fucking Fat Frank over there with the USA, USA Pro. Um, you know all of that shit. So um, yeah, it was good to see him out there, and you know, great to see Loki inducted. And uh, yeah, he's always been one of my favorites. So to see that, you know, it, Loki has done so many different things, and you know, seeing a place you know like Jersey All Pro still just maintain the fact that that's his home is just really great to see him inducted there. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much that. So, um, I still haven't gotten the pictures up from that yet. I know I'm fucking terrible. Um, it takes a lot of time, um, to edit all the pictures. I'm honestly not like absolutely thrilled with what I got. I, I don't really know what to contribute to, but, um, I, I got some good stuff in there, but, um, yeah, I'm somewhat of a perfectionist. So like, I way fonder of my last outing with gorillas. Uh, and and the way that my my group of pictures came out there than it was, uh, you know, my my group of pictures from this. But again, like I said, I I have so, so fucking many pictures that I got to really fucking whittle it down to like a small group and uh, edit those and get those up. And I started doing them one night and I got sidetracked or whatever the case is. So I'm going to get to them within the next week. I really, 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 really hope. I get to them and, um, plan on it. So, um, that's pretty much that. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. I fucking this this other stupidness. I don't like, I think tradition is, is, uh, my enemy for the most part. Uh, there's so many things that just become like a regular thing. And it's just, it's just don't fucking like, to me, like, look, no shave, November, If if you guys want to donate some fucking money to something, just donate fucking money. Why do motherfuckers make you jump through hoops? Oh, dude, just fucking walk and then I'll donate money. Why do you just donate the fucking money? Why do I got to walk to the fucking you know? And I'll walk to the next fucking town and back, and then you'll donate fucking money. I got a van. I won't shave for the whole fucking month, and uh, yeah, then I'll donate fucking money. You know. uh, Next month is big fag December. Uh, What you're going to do, right, is you're going to act like a big fag for the whole month of December. And then when it gets to be January, you're not going to change anything because there wasn't really a gimmick. Uh, That's the next thing that's coming up. For all you guys that were really, really into no shave November, big fag December. Don't don't forget. Um, Be there. So be there. Um, So, yeah, that's. That's uh that's pretty much all I got for this week. Uh, I don't know what's going on for next week. I have no idea. Um, uh, I guess we'll see what goes on if I watch any shit that I want to talk about or whatever the case may be. Um, obviously I just said everything I had on my mind for the moment now. So uh yeah that's that's pretty much that. And um let me see let my fucking outro. And uh, you know, Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there who's Doing the thing uh, Obviously you'll listen to this later So happy whatever the fuck day it is now When you're listening over there And um Yeah That's that Where the fuck is my I can never find this fucking outro The end of every show Is me talking about not finding the outro Alright talk to you later Bruce.
0: I love all of y'all and uh shit you're all a bunch of fucking assholes you've been in the gym bro you know why DJ Hyde fuck you you don't have the guts to be what you want to be you need people like me I'll listen to your to your podcast and I'll find everything out you know what I mean you need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy Well, so, what does that make you good? Black like, cheese tell tells me all oh, the time to listen to what well, you got to say because you keep be blazing people. And I'm like, well, i got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide Me, I don't have that car. Me, I always tell a few even when I lie. The a Chick radio. Jesus. <laughs> so say night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, straight of the motherfucking breath. I ain't coming for no food. Sir.